I'm joined now by Gary from OPC Energy. Gary, what a job you did out there today. Oh, it was, it was unbelievable. You saw the customers' faces when that boiler went in. It was a really special moment. And what about the overall performance? Unreal. You, you could really feel the heat out there. I'm delighted with the result and we move on to the next one. Thanks, Gary. Come on! For more information on boiler upgrades, heat pumps and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. Get ahead of the game with OPC Energy. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Scottish Cup final weekend and Hibernian can top off a great season if they can add the Scottish Cup to third spot in the league. Barry Ferguson could be quite a weekend for Jack Ross. Yeah, it could be. Um, as you just mentioned, they are finished best of the rest, third place. Um, disappointed to get put out the semi-finals in the League Cup, but what an opportunity Jack Ross and the Hibs players have uh, tomorrow against, let's be honest, we a, a tough opponent in St. Johnson, but... Hibs, I'm sure, will be confident going into the game. And you're excited. You love the cup final. You've got yeah, five winners' medals. Yeah, it's a, a special occasion, <laughs> yeah. and I'm sure both sets of players can't wait to two o'clock tomorrow afternoon. It's a, a special trophy to play for, and I'm looking forward to the game as well because they're, they're two teams that I really enjoy watching. Paul, that's Barry Ferguson. Barry will be with us till seven. We'll get his prediction. We'll hear from Jack Ross, and we'll hear from Callum Davidson, who could join an elite managerial club if St Johnson do the double tomorrow Mark Guidi yeah so um, out with uh, the old firm uh, managers uh, Paul only two have managed to win um, both uh, domestic cup competitions um, Alex Smith Alex Ferguson with Aberdeen and of course you've got the old firm managers a, a great uh, band you know, in the last 20-30 years Walter Smith Martin O'Neill Dick Advocat Brendan Rogers, Alec McLeish so Callum Davidson on the verge of going into some very elite company He's been doing his homework, hasn't he? Certainly, he always does, is not he? He has to, to keep up with you. You've got your homework done for Sunday. We'll speak about this. Kelty Hearts, the biggest game. Barry's team, Kelty Hearts, on the verge of coming up yep. to Division 2. But where were you this time 18 years ago? Barry, yourself, can you remember May the 21st, 2003? Yep, I was watching the TV <laughs> and I seen my father-in-law. Uh, father You're um, watching the bill? Yeah. <laughs> remember all that stuff? Yeah, sorry. yeah no, listen, yeah. I sent him over. Um, to watch his team play in Seville um, was he a Porto I, fan? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I was actually shocked when I, I seen him on the TV but listen <laughs> that's for another day yeah. I'm absolutely delighted on the line now somebody who was there and played for Celtic so many times one of the favourites of the Celtic support a legend too at Aston Villa is Stylian Petrov Stylian good evening thanks for joining us hello guys great to be on the show can you believe, Stillian, it's uh, 18 years ago? I know so much has happened in everyone's life, and not least in your life, but 18 years ago, how well can you remember at five o'clock the preparations for the big match against Porto? Oh, please, don't, oh, please don't mention the, the years. <laughs> I'm not that old. No. Not that old. But what a, what a memory, 18 years ago. I was only a young boy. I remember I was only 24 years old, yeah. and I went through an incredible journey. I had the pleasure to fight with incredible characters in the team. I mean, I've, I spoke about, uh, I just, I was listening about Barry talking about, you know, Barry uh, and Law and people going over to, to Seville. Uh, the memory is incredible. And even 18 years ago, I was still talking about, talking about that. Mm. So it's important about what kind of legacy you leave. This is a legacy. We didn't win the game. It was about the preparation, the journey and the day, day itself because it was, it was incredible. Mm. 
we're just checking that line. It sounds as though you're in Seville at the moment. And I know, Stellian, I think you're off to the football tonight. And Barry, you know well, Brennan, about Solly Hill, where one of his boys plays. Yeah, Matt, I was yeah. asking, Matt, you're, you're, yeah, I think Stellian's boy plays. Is it Solly Hill he plays? Yeah, we're Stan. just we're just fixing the line just now oh, uh, with him. Yeah, Solly Hill Moore. I think we'll speak to yeah, him again. Yeah, that was a yep. place I, I stayed in. Had a, a few good years down there. Lovely place to to live. Um, fond memories down there, Paul. For Celtic fans, that they still quite can't quite believe it that uh, they lost and uh, Henrik Larsson scoring two goals. Yeah, Stillian's back with us. Stillian, Barry's here. Mark's here. Mark. Great to have Stillian on, and we're just talking there about Solly Hill Moore, where I think one of your sons is maybe playing football tonight. Yeah, he's playing tonight. Um, I say I'm not going to watch his first ten minutes because I'm on the show. So thank you. <laughs> really appreciate it. He's a goal, goalkeeper. Yeah, I, young Stillian's yeah. a goalkeeper. Stan yeah, doing well. You got a chance. I'm not, yeah, he's got a chance, but he's a long, a long, um, long way off, and. Uh, it's it's very difficult these days, especially for young kids. But he, he's got determination. He's trying. That's the that's the main thing. And uh, you know, I enjoy going watching him. And it's listen. I've no I've never been a big fan of the goalies, so I've got one in uh, in the family now. <laughs> well, just thinking back to to the, the run to Seville, still, I was fortunate to cover uh, many of the games. You know, Liverpool, Blackburn, Stuttgart, Celta Vigo, Boa Vista, the final itself. What what in particular? stands out for you and, and, and any of the games and, and, and the build-up to actually get into the final? Um, every, sing, every single game was, was memorable. Uh, I mean, I remember the, the Battle of England. Uh, I could see the, the preparation for all the boys that played down south and they wanted to go back and show everybody that they, they can still do it. They were playing in Scotland, but they, they wanted to win. So this is something that I always remember. But probably the most memorable game is not just because I've scored in one of the, one of the games, but he's playing against uh, one of my idols, uh, Krasimir Balakov. He was uh, he was my captain uh, at the national team. He was my idol when I was growing up. And to be able to, to face him and play against him when we played against uh, Stuttgart, was a great honor and it was a great memory because I was only I was only I was only 24 years old. He was still my my idol and captain at the national team, so it was a real pleasure to face him and and actually to beat him as well. Yeah, and the the Anfield game, Alan Thompson and John Hartson and Ewood Park against Blackburn. You see the the battle of of Britain. There were there were special ties because you you played in beside some. Fantastic footballers in that Celtic team. Yeah, and uh, mainly, I mean, Barry knows you play in the, in the big teams as well. It's, it's about who you play with, your teammates, the characters you, you you have beside you. We felt that journey, we felt that we could face anyone. We we felt that we had the power to beat anyone, to, to compete with everybody. Even when we played Blackburn and when we played Liverpool, we felt that they're not much for us. We knew that I remember the you know first game was finishing one one and we were going down. Everybody's talking about the Liverpool Liverpool was the favourites. We didn't feel that Liverpool were the favourites. We knew that we've got enough strength and power to go and beat them, and we managed to do that. And when you have this kind of resilience and belief, then uh, it, it makes you stronger. And I was part of it, and I was only 24 years old. Mm-hmm. I was just walking into football. I was one of the youngest. And, uh, you know, I've managed to experience that. I think that night at Anfield, correct me if I'm wrong, you, Neil Lennon, Paul Lambert, at the heart of the midfield against Stephen Gerrard and co. 
Yeah, I, I remember that one. I remember before the game, uh, Paul Lambert decided for us to go man for man. And I remember then uh, he was speaking Danny Murphy, that that was his. I remember Lenny was uh, was speaking uh, Dieter Hamann. And when they said to me that I have to man mark uh, Steven Gerrard, I was like, are you two getting the easiest job? I need to, I need, I need to uh, uh, man mark uh, Steven Gerrard. But we managed to we managed to deal with them because we knew we knew how powerful they they were. We had to study their game, especially especially Steven Gerrard. You know the, his late runs and his ability to to shoot from long distances, to score goals, to surprise teams from, from with his late runs. So we had to put so much preparation, and we managed to do it. These were some teams, weren't they, Barry? You, and your yeah, Rangers just team as bringing well. back yeah. memories. Stan just mentioned to uh, the three midfielders, Paul Lambert, Neil Lennon, and obviously Stan. Three, for me, top midfielders, and I think Stan will agree, I'll agree with me. The the, te- the Rangers team and the, the midfield that I played in, the battles that, that both of us had, um, when you're going back, they, they're top players. Yeah. Top, top players. Um, and it was some running... And Stan just mentioned there he was only 24 in that run. I'm, I think I'm just a year older than Stan. So I was, gonna say I was still pretty young yeah. in, in my career and we're still trying to gain a, a bit of experience. But the battles, I think we spoke about it a right few yeah. times on the show. Both of the midfield battles, whoever come out on top would win the game in an old firm game. Do you think, Stillian, we will see Celtic or Rangers back at that level competing in European finals in the next five years? Uh, I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it because this is great for the Scottish football. Whoever, whoever done it, I think uh, Rangers this year had a, a great run, and you know what? They showed that the, that that spark of European football is still there. People want to see the Celtic Rangers being successful in the European stages, and we would love to see that. But what Barry Barry mentioned earlier about you know the comp- the, the competitive side of Celtic and Rangers as a midfielders, we battle each other. But we pushed each other, not just to be successful domestically, but in the European stage as well. Because if you don't have that competition, if you don't push each other, even we hated each other, we were kicking each other on the pitch, but we had a great respect to each other. But this is what makes the competition better. Individuals competing against each other. We managed to do that. I've made him better. He made me better because I wanted to be better than him. Yeah, he's he spot on yeah. and I've said it plenty yeah. of times. Mm. When you crossed that white line and that whistle went, it was a war. Mm. Um, but uh, leading up to games against them and, and after it, there was always total respect because you knew you were coming up against top quality players and I says you, you had to be on your game. If you weren't on your game, they would run over the top of you and it would be vice versa. Still, Ian, when you think but, back... Yeah, no, you go, sorry. No, but he's saying, I know that uh, we have the, the opposition fans that hate you. But when I was playing against Barry Ferguson, I loved that. I loved the challenge because I knew that he will challenge me, he will push me, he will kick me, he will be in my face. And if I wanted to be better, I have to be quicker, I have to be more mobile, I have to learn to do different things so he don't get used to, to my game. And this is how you develop players. And we both were young and mm-hmm. we were both pushing each other because we wanted to go places. We wanted to compete with the best and be uh, uh, and achieve more. Still, in, did anything ever compare with, let's say, Celtic against Rangers? When you played at Villa so well for so long and you know the way you came back, everyone respects you. We were there at your testimonial uh, back at Celtic Park. But did you ever get the intensity of the old firm match anywhere else? No, no. This is completely different. And I, I always listen with a... 
with uh, with a great interest about when people talk about former players and current players talking about the the burst, the atmosphere, the build up of the Celtic Rangers game. It's just different experience. It's just different preparation, and there is no second base there. You can't be second base. I mean, when I come down here in England, maybe uh, um, uh, Barry can 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 have his opinion, but. Sometimes when I came here, there was so much competition. There's so many teams. And sometimes you go away, you get a draw, and you accept it. Over there, there's no chance. You go and play away against Rangers, there's no such a thing as a draw. You go there and win because if you don't win, you know that you're going to be second best. You drop a point, that means you're losing the league. You drop a shot or you you don't perform well, you, you lose a final. And this is what makes it even more special. Yeah, he, he spot on. Yeah. When when I went down to England the second time, um, down at Birmingham, I remember the the staff round about saying the derby against Aston Villa. It's going to be it's intense and whatever. And listen, there's nothing like an old firm derby. And as Dan says, uh, just there at Rangers and Celtic, you've got expectations and demands put on you, and you've got to win every sing, single game. Coming off sometimes it would be accepted a draw and that's something that I struggled with at times I don't know if Stan felt the same way but I was used to having the pressure to win every single game that I played with for Rangers but being down in England it was a bit different Yeah, it's it's interesting you saying that but then but then players start to realise what kind of personality you are they try to get a little bit of your winning mentality your preparation because Playing for Celtic and Rangers is that high demand fans club because the both club have a great, uh, great history with uh, winning trophies, battling in uh, European stages. Then you've got that ability to go and strive for more. Some players are not at that level and they're looking and going, I would like to be like him. I would like to, to challenge everybody else like he challenged me. So you bring that in, uh, winning mentality to different places. But you you get that that mentality from playing for these two clubs because that's the demand of it success. And if you don't have a success, you move on. Nobody waits for you. Stan, just one thing I want to ask you. It's just appeared up in um, Scotland today um, that uh, David Turnbull uh, is, is possibly on the radar of your of your old team, um, Aston Villa. Of course, he's just been included in the Scotland squad for the Euros. Is David, I, mean, I know you've been up to see Celtic a couple of times this season, is David ready for that or do you think he should stay at Celtic for at least one more year and get, get more games under his belt? Um, uh, he's, he's he has produced some great performances. What I can say is from my own experience, I left Celtic when I felt that I've achieved everything that I can. I've challenged myself. I've, I've, I've become a better player. I've become a better play, all-round player with my awareness, ability to change games, ability to control games. Sometimes staying there and learning a few more years mm-hmm. can benefit him. Premier League is really challenging place. I mean, you've, you've seen John McGinn. He moved from Scotland to, to England. And look at now, everybody's talking about it. It's about that desire. What Tumba will bring bring here is that winning mentality because he knows what it takes to be successful and he will fight and you will find a way to, to fit and adapt to any style of football. And he's got the opportunity. I can be only just proud because I love to see young players having uh, a desire to go and challenge themselves. And if that's the case, 
I'm, I'm happy because every player who leaves uh, Scotland for me, the Celtic or Rangers, I love to see him doing well. And if he does and decide to do that, I will follow it with a, with a great interest. Stan, I've seen you up doing a couple of games for Sky. Um, what, what what are you up to just now? What else are you doing? <laughs> uh, I do a few things. I'm involved with uh, with UEFA with and a couple of projects, but also I have a uh, involved in a company which try to help former players support uh, current and former players to have a better transition. Uh, Barry, you know how difficult it is after football for players to find a new purpose, new desire, new hobby. So we work, help and try to create opportunity for, for athletes to make sure that they understand and see life uh, outside football in a different way. Good. Do you know fancy management? Um, I, had, I had this opportunity before a couple of times. Uh, I've had it. It's something in my mind. Um, I would love to experience it, but at the moment... I'm in a place where I'm really happy. I'm pushing to do the right things. And if that opportunity comes across, I'd love to do it. And I know that you, you've got big game coming up, so I want to wish you good luck. Uh, ah, brilliant. Thanks, Stan. No, no pressure. No pressure. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> I don't mind about your pressure. Listen, Stellan, just before we let you go, Stellan Petrov live here on Glasgow's Go Radio. How much did it hurt, though, about Seville? Because there were 80,000 there, you know, and, and some people might say, the Rangers fans might well say, but you lost there. How much does that hurt? And did you ever speak to Mourinho about the time-wasting stuff afterwards? Because you came up against them many times. Yeah, I spoke to him a couple of times, but it's, it's funnily enough, uh, first of all, I look at my own performance, and to be honest, uh, I was great until the final. I was really poor at the final. I couldn't offer anything. I remember after the game, Mourinho was talking about that was the time when that analysis and DVD, you know, analysing the opposition game. I remember he was talking about giving every single Porto player a DVD for, to watch every game, that every player that he's going to play again. And I remember that day, Manish was in front of me every single time. Every time I try to make a run into, into a space, he's there. Every time I try to receive the ball and my right foot or left foot, he's always in the right, uh, right position. And then after the game, he was talking about different preparation. That was the first time I actually realized how important preparation is. And yes, it was painful, but we played against a very strong team. And uh, probably they, they managed to analyze every single player except Hendrik because he just managed to squeeze, squeeze two, two, two great goals. And... Yeah. <laughs> You know what? Uh, I always blame Bobo. Bobo knows that. I blame him. If he wasn't set up, he would have won. For God's sake, Bobo. <laughs> Did you say that to his face, mind you? Yeah. Barry. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, I said a few things uh, in his face, but I don't think at that day I've managed to say that to him. <laughs> Barry, you're, you, you yeah, want, it's, yeah, it's similar when, when we went in 2008. Yeah. Um, we, we were excellent. Quarter final, semi final. Just got to that final and. We just never produced a, a good mm. performance. We were really flat. We, me personally, I felt I was really poor in the game. Um, playing against a midfielder called uh, Tomashuk, <laughs> um, who just uh, basically got the better of me. And yeah. I was after it. It was a real disappointment. And it was kind of one of the ones during the, the summer that I had to sit down and reflect and think, how could I do better? So when you get to a final, Stan will say the same after doing so well quarters, semis you want to win yeah. and just the disappointment and no producing a good performance on the day always grates on me a wee bit 
Dylan, before we let you go, I know you have to go now to the football with your boy. It's been great to hear you. Any sign there on the M6 of Eddie Howe? Is the car on the way <laughs> up here? <laughs> How do you think he'll do? I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know, go, but but I don't know, guys. But uh, we need to see appointment very soon. I mean, the new the new the new season it's around the corner again. We would like to see a bit of clarity, name somebody who is willing to change uh, things in a different way and then we can move on. I'm actually excited. I'm actually looking forward to see what Celtic uh, Football Club will offer going forward to challenge Ranger next year. Who's going to be the new manager, new signing. This is this excites me. The more we wait, more conscious we gain. After the football tonight, then will you have a wee glass, you and your wife and, you know, Toast Martin and Neil and the 80,000 Celtic fans who came to Seville? I'm an athlete, I can't drink. <laughs> thanks so much for joining us in Go Radio Stillian absolute pleasure thank you very much cheers Stan Good luck. cheers Stan thank, thank you. you thanks bye very bye. much bye. cheers see bye you bye. soon the Go Radio football show download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from 5 <laughs> I love Matt, by the way too bad if it's no alright <laughs> no it is we're checking the yeah, cameras yeah, thank it's you going well. it's going well it's a steady flow a steady yeah. flow that was well done. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Some great chat here. It'll be on the podcast as well. Just you were just chatting about the rivalry between the two, and I loved that point, Mark. You made it. Still in Petrov a few moments ago said after they, they kind of really didn't. You know, they wanted to get tore into each other, yeah. Rangers Celtic. But he respected me. Thought I need to learn more tricks yeah. to be better than him in the next game, and vice yeah. versa. Yeah, and they say yeah. they pushed each other. Two yeah. young lads, pretty much same age. Try to make their way in the game and going down south have good careers as well. Well, Barry Captain going to Captain, uh, Rangers stand Captain, Celtic a couple of times and Aston Villa Captain. So it was interesting to hear that just because of the standard, mm. whether you were a Rangers player back then 20 years ago or a Celtic player, if you weren't on it, you were going to lose the game, weren't you? 100% and that, that's what I'd, I'd mentioned and Stan will admit himself when he first came over, it, it was tough times for him. It took him a while to get used to, obviously, I'd been in a different environment, but as time went on, let's be honest, and I'm not going to kid him day on here, he, he was a top player, yeah. um, top midfielder, and and a real good guy as well, Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, as he says, he made a, gr- a great point. He hated each other for 90 minutes, 93, 94 minutes, but the respect was always there, and some battles things were says on the pitch which I can't really mention on live on air yeah. uh, but that's just part of football because I was desperate to win for my team he was desperate to win for his team that's a great message for everyone with some of the madness going on listen to Barry Ferguson and Stylian Petrov and on the pitch the, 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 the blue versus the green the green versus the blue get torn in against each other but see afterwards see if you bumped into them when you were all out later on how were things if you were in a restaurant Normal. and if he was there yeah you, you would sit if you were out with your friends or if you were out yeah. with your, your wife, um, you would um, have a, a quick chat with them. You would have a beer with them or a glass of wine. So right. there was none of what people think goes on, as I says to you. There's always respect. Every time that if I was out in a group of Rangers players or, as I said, with my missus um, and I seen a Celtic player, a group of Celtic players, I would always um, go over and, and have a chat with them and have a, have a laugh and a bit of a... A ding dong, but that, that's that's great. Wish supporters were the same, yeah. and I know yeah. it's hard, but support the same when you're inside the stadium and you're sitting in the house watching the telly. Yeah, see for that ninety minutes, go daft, get yeah. it all off your chest, yeah. do what you need to do to try and your team. But see after it, if you bump into a Celtic fan or whatever, be respectful. Yeah. You know, and that that's a message that I'd love to be able to go over mm. in this part of the world. 
Paul, you go and ask him. They, they, they do it. You know, the players do it. They're respectful. They enjoy each other's company. Mm. They have a laugh together. Yep. Yeah, if, you, if, you, if you've played well, they'll be the first to pat you in the back. Mm. And vice versa, you know. I just waited to get up the tunnel before I, I done that. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, even yeah. when you go away with the national team, right. there's always Celtic and Rangers players, and people would say to me, "Do you sit separate? Do you not speak to them?" <laughs> if, yeah, listen, come on, we're we're playing with the the national team here. Yeah, you would have a laugh and a joke, and you try and give them a wee slide boot in training or whatever. But look, <laughs> there was always one thing I will say with the guys that I played with at Rangers and the guys I played with at Celtic there was always that mutual respect brilliant you mentioned the national team there let's talk Scotland we're what 24 days away from the Euros and we're only what 28 days away from Wembley anyone got a ticket Daniel Mossy is on the line a scout for Albion Rovers Daniel is this true you've got a ticket for Wembley good evening aye very much mate aye definitely um, one of the weirdest mornings because it was like fastest finger first so, I mean, waiting to see if I got the link, if we got the link from the SFA and happy days. Absolutely buzzing, boys. Wow. How much was the ticket? Well, hang we, it was 125. I went for cat two, but it was category three, uh, three yeah. and one as well. But three was like, I think three and one was just one. It was one that everybody was going for. So cat, cat two, I got, I got it, but it was buzzing. Absolutely buzzing. Just see, see, you get any of them. Yeah, sure. You'd probably everybody be buzzing. Oh, that's brilliant, Daniel. Delighted to, to hear that. And you're a scout for Albion Rovers. Yeah, well, you can do it. Watch Harry Kane then as well. You're in the running, are you? Going in for Harry Kane. Well, see, boss, it's one of many jobs. Um, Barry met you a few times at the club. Also, do the, the Stephen Housen and also help take the under twenty one squad as well. Great. Albion Rovers, br- yeah. great. You love it. Yeah, I always wondered oh, yeah. that was my old team. I played for them. I know you did. Ah, yeah, I played for the Rovers. Yeah, the announcer was giving me a bit of dogs abuse a couple of times. I've been up there. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, what did you think? They of must this? be paying you yeah. too much, Daniel. If you went for Cat One, Albion <laughs> Rovers. Cat Two. Daniel, what do you make of the squad? Are you pleased that the young guns are in? I was reading Barry this morning in the record, and and he's so excited. We'll come to him in a minute or two. How do you feel about the squad selection? I think it's I, I think it's quite interesting. I think it's quite good having the young guns involved. Um, Billy Gilmore, I'm actually quite pleased he got a call up along with David Turnbull. Um, I think they two have deserved it. Um, you get a call up. I know they're uncapped and unproven at level, but you know what I mean. You, you, as Alex Ferguson said, but basically he got the young boys in as well, and look at what he done with them. So how do you know we're not going to maybe do something extraordinary with them? But to me, to me, it's one of those ones. It's, how do you go from, like, if say for Tom's sakes, and hypothetically speaking here, you beat Czech Republic, what do you do against England? Do you know what I mean? Like, do you go with a back three with two wing backs? Do you defence, go very defensive? How do you play it? Here's a question for you. Good question. Barry? I don't think he'll change much. Stevie Clark, he's got a certain way of playing. Um, and I think, I'll be honest, if you go back to the start of Steve Clark's reign, um, it was a hard watch. The first few games, I'm thinking to myself, I want to see Scotland a wee bit more at it, but as time went on, the group of players get used to a certain way of playing. And he's he's really comfy with that back three. Um, what I liked, I think it was, um, what was the game? He changed the system for a back three, a back four in the second half. Uh, was it Israel? Israel away. Yep. And I liked that because before, he always kept to a back three. He noticed it wasn't going well in the first half. Went for a back three, a back four. And it changed the game in the second half and we could have went on and won it. But when I look at the squad, I don't know if Daniel I agree. I'm I'm excited. I think this Scotland squad, and you look at the age, I think the oldest player, take away the goalkeepers, is 30-year-old mm-hmm. or 31. 
this squad can be together for the next four, five, six years. And the quality, you go on Kieran Tierney, Andy Robertson, McTominay, John McGinn, James Forrest, Shea Adams. Shea Adams yeah. And then you've got the emergency, Kevin Nisbet's now breaking into the squad. You've got the three young boys, Nathan Patterson, David Turnbull, who I think in time will turn out to be a top player. And the guy who I think is going to be the mainstay of the Scotland team for the next 10 years is Billy Gilmer. I honestly believe that. And um, so I'm excited and I'm quietly confident this group of players can get out of the group. Mark? Yeah, I would agree. Um, a real buzz when Stevie Clark announced his, his squad on, on Wednesday. Um, I couldn't find fault at all with the squad, uh, Paul Tabonis. I'll back his, um, his, his 26-man squad 100%. And yeah, I believe, you know, you win one game, you're 90% of the way there. So one victory at Hamden, uh, or, or, or the better if you can get it at Wembley, mm. um, even better. Four points, absolutely. Um, get you into the next stage but but you might get there with, with, with three and if we can't do it this time with the calibre of player that we've got the manager that we've got and bear in mind we've got two home games albeit they're only in front of 12 13,000 supporters we'll never have a better opportunity Paul we've been there you've been there more than me when you you know we go there and, and, and we're home you know uh, within 10 days this is a chance to to extend it and I agree with Barry I think we will I've got a real good feeling about it it's, I'm excited. Yeah. I don't know how Daniel mm. feels, but I'm excited about that squad and two home, boys. Yeah, two home games, Czech, Re, Czech Republic and Croatia. I think Croatia are a step up for Czech yeah. Republic. Yeah. But they're still winnable games. Mm. I, I don't think they're See, top you know, nations. Sorry, I'm going to part part, I don't think Croatia's the same team they used to be like a World Cup against like No, they're, they're an ageing team as well. Can... They're an ageing team. But listen, they've still got one of the best players in the world for me yeah. in the top tens, yeah. Luka Modric. He is top class. I know he's getting on in time, but you stop pimp playing. Mm -hmm. You've got every opportunity, Daniel. He beating Croatia. I totally agree. Totally agree. It's as you say, aging team. I think Czech Republic again, a team would be at Hamden with their actual first team squad that time round. Do you know what I mean? It, two home games technically. We should be looking home tough. Yeah. We can do it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's you should be looking. I'm home for mm -hmm. at least seven. That's my opinion, but I'll take four. And hopefully be the third best or second. Mm -hmm. I love I mean, that. Well, I, yeah, I like your confidence. I know. Yeah. I'm having that. Barry, today <laughs> in the paper, you were saying that um, Billy Gilmer is a beautiful player, mm. and Thomas Tuchel, you reckon, will build. Yeah, I just Chelsea love watching him, Paula. Yeah. I've got to be honest with you. Look, I know some people might disagree with me here, but I don't really care. I've watched this boy from a, an age of 15, mm. and I've seen him progress. And the thing that that I take my hat off to him as he's left this country at 16 years of age. He's went down to the bright lights of London, a big club. He's made the breakthrough in the past 18 months. And when you watch him, he's he just takes control of games. He demands the ball. He takes it in tight areas. I, I just love watching him. I just think he's a beautiful football player. I really do. Mark? I mean that is quite a statement to say that Tuchel yeah. will, will build I think Chelsea will. around it, but it's coming yeah, from you, yeah. Barry. So we I mean, we do listen. Yeah, in, no, I, yeah. I see. You know, um, you know, Kante can't go on forever. No. Jorginho's been linked with, with a couple of teams. And the thing about Billy Gilmer, even though he's so young and he's maybe only started half a dozen games this season, when you see him, and I think back to the game at the at the Etihad a couple of weeks ago, and also the the, the cup times at maybe at home, Luton Town or whatever it was, but constantly demanding the ball. No. And you can see the, the respect that his teammates have got from the senior pros. You know, your, um, your, uh, forget the names of them. Anyway, yep. um, Alonso's and all those guys, they're happy to give him it. You know, it's just like, mm -hmm. there he is. You know, you just see him. He's 
like you, twenty, you drop them deep. Give me it. Yep. You know, if, you, if you were saying to Lorenzo or Arthur, give me the ball, come on, give me it, and let me go. That's what, that's what you see Billy Gilmore doing, and that's a great uh, sight. And I agree, he's going all the way to the top. He's, he's, he's got I've the potential noticed, to be world class, proper world class. Uh, you see what I've noticed, Mark? If you, you watch him, his body now he's starting to mature mm-hmm. physically. Mm-hmm. He's starting to grow it a wee bit. Yeah. I know he's never going to be the tallest, but I don't buy into all this. He's, he's, you some people, I don't know if he's big enough to make it to the look top. At that, that, I know it's yeah. absolute nonsense, but if you look at him physically, he's starting to. Go out the way, um, so that he's obviously doing a, a lot of work, maybe in the gym with the with the people behind the scenes there. But I just I don't know. I mean, Mark, you obviously agree. I don't know what Daniel thinks, but I just think he's going to be top top class. The young kid, Daniel. Aye, I think we're out. See, see, what was he the academy best player of twenty twenty? So there's a bright future down there. When you watch him actually play, it was before the Leicester game. Was this was it three games before that? Something is, is like just holding hold the ball for how small. I'm not being bad, angry against his height now, but for how small he is, he holds the ball up well, mm-hmm. picks out this like the perfect passes. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? When you watch him play, you're you're just actually in awe of him. And I'm, I think I think he's like as I say, with him and David Turnbull, I think these two are just the prospects of the future of the Scottish game. And to me, I think I think for I was listening to we talking about Petro, uh, we Petro earlier mm-hmm. when I heard them about going to Aston Villa uh, for David Turnbull going to Aston Villa. I think it's maybe a bit too early from at that point, this point mm-hmm. in his career. But I think what um, Thomas Tuchel is doing with Billy Goldmore, um, just basically, how would I say it, like maturing him into the games with Chelsea yeah. a bit more and taking his time with him. I think it's far, like far, far better for him. And I think in the long run, maybe not playing as much game time now, but in the long run, I think he'll play. For, I think he'll be fantastic. Yeah, but you just need to look at what. Pep Guardiola done with Phil Foden exactly, yeah. I was thinking that yeah. he, he brought him in for a game or two brought him out for four um, and now Phil Foden's every game he's a main pick for, for Pep Guardiola and I think that's what's going to be the situation with, with young Billy Gilmore I do I, th- I think next year could be his year where he'll be a number one starter for Chelsea and I think I honestly believe this I think the, they're going to wait to Spain obviously for the, the yep. camp I think guys like Billy Gilmer and David Turnbull and Nathan Patterson mm. will bring a real energy mm. to the squad where there's already a lot of energy. And they'll play. They'll get some I, game I, time. I think they'll, yep. they'll go in with the mindset is mm. I'm not going there to make the numbers up. I'm going yeah. there to go and show not just Steve Clark but my teammates that I've got every opportunity to try and fight to get into the starting eleven. So, it might not happen but do you know what? Don't be surprised if it does. Any chance of Foden versus Gilmore at Wembley on June the 18th? Oh, it'd be lovely. That'd be I mean, sensational, wouldn't it? That'd be great, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, he's just, uh, he's on a different planet, Phil Foden, but Billy Gilmore can get there. Daniel, before you go, I love the fact that you're at Albion Rovers as well and then you're at Wembley. It's amazing, Aye. you know. The, any tips for Barry because he's playing Brecon City so you'll know them better certainly than I do. I know Barry's oh. on the rule. What do you think? Who do you fancy? Kelty, 2-1 up from the first leg to be honest I, I'll be honest I'll take Kelly all day over but when we've played them and all that is like we were taking five off and then four off and um, the last game we, we drew um, we drew one each with them um, by two penalties but we should have won by a margin it was just we just couldn't find an eight in the last game of the season pretty much but I think Kelly has got it in the bag in my opinion well we'll wait and see I won't ask the manager just now but uh, Daniel listen <laughs> hey great call Daniel can we speak yeah, to you at Wembley yeah. some of us are hoping to be at Wembley but uh, well <laughs> yeah. mind, mind the champ Paul's box window <laughs> <laughs>
I'll talk to maybe James James and Shane and see if I can maybe send some stuff in East. Fantastic. We'd love it. The People Station, we're going to be there. We'll be at Hamden. Special programmes coming up well, on the Monday and on the Friday and the following up Tuesday. Here. You'll be down, obviously, Wembley with the big hitters. Do. <laughs> yes. Well, you need to analyse the game. We need the big break. Anyway, Daniel, great call. Thanks for calling Go. Uh, cheers, Paul. Cheers, Thank boys. You. Cheers. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. Go Radio Football Show, Friday evening, Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson, Mark Guidi and loads of your calls coming in. Earlier we heard from Stylian Petrov, the former Bulgarian international Celtic legend, and I think you can call him a legend. I know John Hartson was brilliant at the weekend, wasn't he? He said, but no, I'm not a legend. I don't know why I started that accent. There's nothing like him. <laughs> but uh, but he said, he said, Henrik Larsson is a legend. Barry, in your team, who were the legends, would you say, apart from yourself? The De Boers, uh, Arthur Newman. Uh, uh, yeah, look, he he's um, one of the best players I've played with. Arthur Newman, mm-hmm. I, I've got to be honest with you. I, I take not just because he's ability, just the the way he looked after himself, the way he carried himself, and the way he carries himself still. I mean, Aye. Mark knows him really well. One of the the best guys you'll ever meet, and he yes. was great for me as a young boy. I've got to be honest with you. Um, Once he got he you took, off that iron brew. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and the rest. Uh, he took me under his wing. Um, to be fair to Arthur, and he was great. And I still keep in contact with him. A brilliant guy. Um, yes. He just for me retired far too early. Mm-hmm. Arthur, I think he retired at thirty-three. Where? Why? I don't know. I, I don't know. He just made a decision. Um, for me, he could have went on the way. He looked after himself and the shape him. He could have went on for another two or three years. But look, there's there's a number of players um, that I played with. Could go down as, as legends, no problem. But for me, Arthur Newman's one of the top ones. Mark, yep. uh, uh, aye, I mean Barry, Barry. is uh, yep. a legend, yep. captain at a young age, and, and and driving the the club on. Arthur Newman, I have to say, you know, of all the guys I've I've met in football, I've been very privileged to have worked in journalism for twenty five years or whatever. Um, Arthur Newman's probably my my favourite person. Yeah. In football, yeah, yeah. he's just Wonderful. an absolute gentleman, so kind. Treats everybody the same, Barry. Yeah. Doesn't he? First to the bar, he buy a, a pint, you know, all, all the kind of things. Loved the Rangers, loved Scotland, his, his two daughters. Um, born here, stayed on for five or six. I think it was the weather, actually, or the lack of weather that just eventually drove him back to um, to Holland. But just yeah. a, a first-class guy, got so much time for him. Yeah. He took to the country. He loved yeah. it, but he took to Rangers as a, a club. Mm-hmm. Um and I remember the first month or two, he, he, he says to me when we were um, away, staying overnight in a hotel, he's like, why do people keep shouting at me? Shouting crazy things. <laughs> I says, and this is it just starting, mate, yeah. believe me. But you get used to it. Um, but what, what a what a great guy. Listen, I can just echo what Wonderful. Mark says. He, he, he was he's a wonderful human being, but he took he took me, and he didn't need to do it, he took mm. me under his wing. And I learned so much in a short mm. period of time and it kicked, definitely kicked me on in my career. And he gave a lot back as well. I know he did loads for the hospices in Lancashire, did, yeah, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Years you know, afterwards, he was still... York Kills and Andrew's right. hospice. Um, the lot. Yep. I, was, I was fortunate, I was very privileged to, to write his book um, with him, or Andrew um, in blue, and all the proceeds went to the four charities, oh. St Andrew's, York Kill, Motor Neuron, uh-huh. because of, of, of Jimmy course. Johnson at that time. Yeah. 
um, and the, and the Rangers um, foundation. Um, all of it. You know, he's, he's, he's done there and, he, and he's put. I think I think it's about hundred thousand pounds, Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, split between the Isn't, the four chats. That, that sums guy. him up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sums you were there that night. Uh, mm-hmm. He's do. Yeah, night in Glasgow. Isn't yeah. that brilliant? Yeah. In these days that we're living in, again, anyone listening, tell people, tell mm-hmm. the fans. This is what the players are like then. You know, there he is raising money for Moton Urine. And at that time, of course, it's terrible yeah. what, it, what it did. And he remembered Jimmy Johnson, yeah, the and, greatest and ever Celtic did, player. So I'm not going to read all the books. Yeah. <laughs> all right, go on. We're, we're only on till seven. I'd written yeah. still in petrol. Very yeah. privileged to write, to write Stan's book with yeah. him as well. I mean, Stan had, had his doing. Andy Cameron was there. And Paul and Stan again. It was for, uh, for York Kill that night. And Arthur came along as a guest. Sure. He was retired by that point. Came in, sat in beside four or five hundred Celtic supporters, and and he loved it because it was for charity. Mm. And like Barry says, just crossing the the, the divide with, mm. with no problem and mixing and showing respect and just like having that sense of community, having that sense of goodwill. You know, hands across the city and all that kind yeah. of stuff. You know, yeah. And um, yep. Team we played what a battle that was. Arthur Newman and Didi Agat oh, at the time. Yeah. That was a that team we're talking I know we about. Keep talking yeah. about the midfield, the yeah. ding dongs, and, and obviously your t- two centre backs, Craig Moore mm-hmm. and Amoruso against Larson, Sutton, and Hartson. But that <laughs> right side of Celtic and left side of us, obviously Neil McCann and, and Arthur Newman against Didi Agat and Jackie McNamara at times. Mm-hmm. What a battle! Battles Amazing. throughout Love the full pitch. Love it. With the, uh, both mm-hmm. of the teams. Five to seven every night. We'll continue through the summer, building up to the Euros. And of course, just mentioning the Moton Euron, of course, uh, the late great Fernando Rickson stricken yeah, down by that. So, the, yep. you know, there was Arthur raising money in memory of Jimmy Johnson and then uh, for, for Fernando as well. Who were the legends in that Celtic team? We'll maybe talk about that in the next hour. We heard from Stylian Petrov earlier. We heard from Daniel, who's off to Wembley for the big match, England against Scotland. But they're all big matches and we will be there. Cup final coming up tomorrow. Before that, see Fashion Sakala signed off with a, a great performance and uh, he scored yesterday a 2-2 draw. So that's a good sign for Rangers. That, 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 that's a good striker. sign. I've, yeah. I've actually uh, been on the internet and, and looking quite a bit of footage mm. of them sometimes it's hard to, to tell mm. um, watching them on, on video um, but listen he, he does look the part um, he looks a confident player um, the manager's been tracking him for, for over a season now so I look forward to see how he settles because that's one thing there's no doubt he's got good ability but mm. it's how he settles in Scotland it's a different environment he'll know he He'll not have experienced anything like being at a, a club like Rangers with the, the pressures and the, the demands that are put on you. But he looks as if it's um, a good catch for Rangers. Different pace, of course. He scored two goals yesterday as he signed off in Belgium. And he'll be coming to Rangers in the summer. Still no word on Celtic, but we... Well, you mentioned it to Stylian Petrov. What about uh, David Turnbull? He was kind of saying too soon, surely, for him to yeah. go to Aston Villa. Do they not want to build the new the, Celtic the, around him? The, the, the key line for me that Stylian made two really great points about David Turnbull is, A, and I think some of those here, he's not won anything yet. So you've got to go be part of a championship winning team, as you know, Barry, go and show that. And B... When you want to go down there, as Stilling was able to do and Barry was able to do, you want to go down there, Stilling, you want to go there and be able to dictate and control a game. So you get in there, boom, you're part of it, you're ready. You're not going down there to be to play 10 or 12 games as a sub. He's past that stage. So I think for David Turnbull, um, I know it's easy to say because he could probably double or treble his money down the road and Celtic might get 7, 8, 9 million for him, but I think he's got to stay at least one more year if not two, he's only what is he twenty one or whatever he is, you know. So he's got he's got a couple of years here, Paul. Get a hundred games under his belt. Go and try to help Celtic win a title, and then go down the road. Couldn't agree more. I, I think um, he's 
for his first season at Celtic with, with the disappointment that, that Celtic have had this season I think he is the one that has stood out there's no doubt about it no doubt about he's got qualities um, for me to be a, a top midfield player but he needs to go and get that experience of playing week in week out playing under pressure and then in time there's no doubt in my mind there'll be bigger clubs in Aston Villa looking at him coming in and if he plays in the Euros as well, if, if he comes on, do you think we'll see much of Turnbull? Gilmore yep. as well? But Paul, you couldn't you couldn't rule it out. I mean, the, the thing about Billy Gilmore and um, and uh, David Turnbull is they're trying to break into the the, the 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 most accomplished part of the team. Yep. You know, John McGinn, sure. Scott McTominay, yep. Callum McGregor. So they're, mm. they're trying to break in and take places from those guys. It, it won't be easy. Um, but, you know, Steve Clark said it. It's a clean slate. Those two friendlies... Mm. Listen, Steve Clark have a preconceived idea they'll have his starting eleven for the first game, but somebody just happens to shine against Luxembourg um, or against Holland. Is it Holland the other friend? Yep. Luxembourg mm-hmm. and Holland. And they're going to give themselves every opportunity. I don't know Billy Gilmore or, or David Turnbull personally, but what strikes me is they're both confident in their own ability. And I've no doubt in my mind, when they go to this um, uh, trip over to mm-hmm. Spain, this training camp, I'm sure they'll be rolling their sleeves up. They'll be wanting to show um, that there's no fear. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing it does when you watch them. There's no fear in both of the young players. They're confident in their ability. And I'm not saying they're going to go straight into the team, but listen, I think they'll push. And I think the guys that Mark's just mentioned there, your McTominay's, Callum McGregor's, John McGinn's, they'll need to be looking over their shoulder, but that's what you want. That's what you want in a squad. You want the younger ones coming in, bright, bubbly, enthusiastic, pushing the guys who have got the more experience in the team. How excited are you? Because we're heading to the news shortly. We'll look forward to the cup final after that. How excited are you Aye. for the Euros now? Paul, I am, you know, you know, very lucky to have, have been to three European Championship finals, three Euros, three World Cup finals. So, but I have to say, I'm really excited for what lies ahead. Uh, it'd be great if we had 50,000 at Hamden, but we yeah. can't. That's the mm. circumstance we can't get away but from that. But we've got, what, 12 at least? Yes, it's, but yeah. we're getting, we're getting mm. something. And even watching Dundee command up last night, just mm. seeing a couple of, you know, a thousand or two, whatever it was, it was in the stadium. You know, just seeing that um, just gives you uh, a lift. But I'm excited. And I think it's right, the emergence of the young talent just bringing a freshness to it all. Great. One more hour to go. And I say that because the first one has flown in. We're looking forward to the cup final, and there's more news coming just after six. I'm joined now by Gary from OPC Energy. Gary, what a job you did out there today. Oh, it was it was unbelievable. You saw the customers' faces when that boiler went in. It was a really special moment. And what about the overall performance? Unreal. You, you could really feel the heat out there. I'm delighted with the result and we move on to the next one. Thanks, Gary. Come on! For more information on boiler upgrades, heat pumps and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. Get ahead of the game with OPC Energy. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. The Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson, and Mark Weezy. Call now and voice your opinion. 0808 1717 And thanks to everyone on the socials. It's busy tonight. They're saying how much they enjoyed the chat about Arthur Newman and the Rangers legends and that team, Barry, that you played in and led. And also, the Celtic fans love to hear from Stan Stillian Petrov in the first. Uh, and someone else saying did I really hear Harry Kane for 
Albion Rovers in the first hour. <laughs> Mark Goody, was that you? You were speaking to uh, Daniel from the Wee Rovers. Uh, Harry Kane, I wonder, is it Man City do you reckon he'll end up at? What do you uh, think? It, it, it looks as though it's going to be Man City, but Paul, just a personal thing. I would love to see him at Liverpool or Man United, to, to be honest, because I think that they, they've got a bit of catch-up mm-hmm. to doing it, and if they get it, but, you know, somebody's going to get Haaland, although Borussia Dortmund are saying they're going to keep Haaland for one more year, but um, Haaland and, and, and Kane, I, bro, I have to, I'd love to see Harry Kane playing for Liverpool next season. How about that? Kane for yeah, Liverpool? Listen, it's a possibility. Mm. There's, there's no doubt um, Liverpool, Man United, Man City are, will all be in for him. Because for me, I, I do think he is the best. Do you? Yeah, I, I remember you said. Yeah, I do think yep. he is the best. I know I says maybe one of mm. uh, one of the best, if not the best. For me, he has his goal scoring record um, is phenomenal. And what I like about him, he's only twenty seven, but he's desperate to win trophies. It's not about money for him. He's desperate to win medals and trophies. And I seen an interview with him with, with Gary Neville. He doesn't want to end his career without anything. Mm. So. He's still ambitious. He could stay at Tottenham and get an absolute fortune and become, well, he is a legend there, but he could become an even bigger legend and maybe win a a League Cup. But no, he wants to win Champions Leagues. He wants to win Premier Leagues. No chance he'll stay then. Do you think Daniel Levy can persuade him? No, no, I I think he'll be away. I think Harry Kane's made his mind up. And um, What, you like that 100 million from Barry? Yep. It's got to be at least that. It's going to be Mark, isn't it? Yeah, it's Probably going to be ballpark be. 100 Would million. Liverpool pay that kind of money? I don't know, I've seen Man yeah. United, they're calling a couple of English boys down the road, were saying um, potentially Anthony Martial and Jesse Lingard yeah. because they you know, they might struggle, most clubs would struggle to be fair, they get 100 million quid, but if they yeah. can throw a couple of guys in, you know, a couple of them plus 40, 50, 60 million, whatever it works in, so maybe that's the, the way that it might end up being what. But then first of all, Spurs have got to get a coach in. Mm. Um, as well, you know, they've got to go and find a, a manager. Harry Kane saying he wants it all done and dusted for the first week in June before the Eurostat. I think that's a bit ambitious. I can't see um, as a week and a half. out in 10, 12 no days' chance. time. I yeah. doubt it. Bro. Okay, let's go back on the lines. Gary is on from the Gobbles. Good evening, Gary. How are you doing? Good, how are you? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Harry Kane, any chance for your uh, beloved club? Your Celtic uh, fan? Listen. Harry Kane broke my heart um, last time he played against Scotland. So, of course. Um, yep. As I say, I, I, I think he's a tremendous talent, but I, I, I seen he was kind of touting himself more for Man City. I think he was mm-hmm. on Sky Sports News saying something about De Bruyne as a, a striker's dream to play with. So, you know, I, I, I think he's, he's probably got his eyes set on Man City just to get the trophies um, in the bag, kind of thing. It's another world now, isn't it? The money uh, there in England, Gary. Um, but you're on, you're Celtic fan, but you're talking about the Scotland squad. What do you think about Steve Clark's selection? Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's pretty justified when you look at the selections. I mean, I might look at Greg Taylor's position when we've got two, two great left-backs in there, potentially. So, you know, I think Taylor could possibly have made way for maybe a Ryan Gold or a Lee Griffiths. But in the same kind of sense that I can see why Griffiths wasn't selected due to his you know, lack of game time kind of thing and obviously I know Clark was saying about gold there's so much competition in that midfield that that he just didn't see him kind of getting in there. Yeah, Barry, what do you feel there to the Greg Taylor first we were of all? Actually speaking yep, we about were. it off air, um I've seen a few people saying maybe Greg Taylor um could have been left out for even uh, young Doyga mm-hmm. at Hibs. Yeah, just um, and I can see the point but I think if you look at Greg Taylor 
in terms of Steve Clark knows him inside out he knows what he's going to get for Greg Taylor he's not going to be a match winner he's not going to be the, the, the main man in the team but what what Greg Taylor brings is um, he brings somebody you can trust if and Andy Robertson is struggling because he likes to play with three at the back Steve Clark and I think left side of the three is Kieran Tierney's um, would they go and play Kieran Tierney and bring another centre back in I very much doubt that so that's why I think he's went with Greg Taylor and I'll be honest with you with Greg Taylor every time I've watched him either be it for Scotland or Celtic I don't think he's ever ever let anybody down mm. yeah. Mark? No, he, he's he's good and Barry used the, the word there you know Steve Clark can trust him on the park mm-hmm. if, if required to step in the left hand side just as important that he can trust him off the park as well Paul when you're away for three or four weeks together you know boredom can, can set in you, you know, you, temptation can, can set in and you've got to have guys in the squad that you know that will manage themselves or that your your core of senior players your four or five of the senior group will manage those guys and guys so you know uh, Greg Taylor will be low maintenance first class professional and also a very good footballer when, when Celtic signed him that, that season Steve Clark's last season at Kelly I watched Kelly about 20 times that season and he was outstanding absolutely um, outstanding and um, he'll do well um, for Celtic he might be the first choice left back next season and see if he is Paul I've no problem with that at all because the left back position yeah they need to strengthen it but it's not a priority your goalkeeper your centre half your centre forward your centre mid and pro- possibly a winger and then if you've got more to come yes go and look at the left back area you're going to need a right back before you need a left back so Greg Taylor absolutely able to go and play for Celtic next season Do you think Ryan Gold has missed out also because of the fact of Covid and the manager couldn't get across there it's impossible to go over to see him in yeah. Portugal yeah, he did mention that, Stevie Clark, that it was um, impossible. You can watch on uh, on video all day, uh, but you actually want to see players in the flesh. Mm. Uh, and that's what probably went against Ryan Gold. Um, look, playing in the top division in Portugal, I know the team he was playing with were struggling, but some of his performances um, were, were, were top class. And there's no doubt Ryan Gold's, Ryan Gold's a, a player with... Um, Good ability, great future. Yeah, yep. l- listen, you, you seen him when he broke through at Dundee United mm-hmm. at a young age. You know, I wasn't surprised when Sporting Lisbon came and, and signed him. And I have kept an eye on him. I've seen clips of him, and he, he still got that that um, that bit of magic mm-hmm. in that left foot. But listen, Steve Clark's went with, with Greg Taylor, and do you know what? I don't think it's a bad choice. Gary, how do you think we're going to do in the matches? Are we going to qualify for the knockout stage? Uh, well, to be honest, I mean, obviously it's a tough enough group, but I, I think they'll give England, we'll certainly give England a game at Wembley. I think they're getting that very much ahead of ourselves from what I'm hearing um, down there. I think they're looking at our squad selection and looking at maybe like, uh, you know, Young Parson and, and uh, Turnbull and thinking, you know, or who are they kind of thing they're, because they're untested and untried. But this is this is when these boys can step up if they're selected and, and become heroes potentially Jane. it's exciting yeah. isn't it a bit of the unknown Mark I, yep. I, look, I mean I can you can kind of understand why they'd be saying those kind of things or thinking those things down the road uh, but yes John McGinn and Scott McTominay and Kieran Tierney and Andy Robertson proving um, English uh, Premier League players all day long and uh, excel in any company down the road but maybe they're looking at it saying with the greatest of respect 
potentially our number one striker is Lyndon Dykes you draw a comparison to Harry Kane there's no comparison yeah. so there's wee bits where there, there, you know that there's we have got a work cut out to try and compete with England try to get the better of them but we've certainly got enough heart and enough um, talent in you know five or six positions to go and give England a fright can we go there and win or, or, or get a point I think it's a really really tall order to be perfectly honest but you could never rule it out mm-hmm. You know what we've got in England I've not got we've got a real team spirit a real togetherness mm-hmm. that's that's what lacks with, with England that's what we've got we've got guys who are desperate to play desperate to turn up look England have got top quality players Mark just mentioned Harry Kane mm-hmm. best striker in the world Phil Foden probably going to be the one of the best players in the yep. in the world mm-hmm. you can go on and on and on but what we've got is uh, we've got a real good spirit about us but also we've got good quality players as well mm-hmm. Kieran Tierney top class Andy Robertson top class McTominay for me I think over the last year has went up a couple of levels John McGinn John McGinn's been phenomenal for for Aston Villa and you can go on and on Shea Adams another player you watch him at, at Southampton right good player yeah, so scored at the weekend they're a good poacher so scored at the weekend yeah, so yeah. we've got very good players but one thing we've got with England and I'm, I'm only that's my opinion. I think we've got a real togetherness, but they have no got. It's a bit of a club side, isn't it, Gary? That's what Steve Clark brings to. Well, one of the things he brings to Scotland. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as it's when when you look at the you know Barry saying about the players there, there's a a real sense of togetherness, and and you look at the quality that we do have in that team. That you know, I I, I think she Adams is going to be the most exciting kind of thing to to kind of come for Scotland this summer. Um, I think from what I've seen of him at Southampton, from what I've seen of him so far at Scotland, I think you know he could he could really be the surprise package up front kind of thing for us. But I think it's going to be disappointing. I'm gutted for Kenny McLean. Obviously, yeah. he's going to miss it. And and I think even to some extent, Ollie McBurney, who who I'll be honest, I don't rate as a striker. Um, and to be honest, I wouldn't have had him in the squad after the whole. Yeah, um, sure. Of course, it's. The team huddled the debacle kind of thing, you know, against the games against Israel and Serbia, where you know yeah. he, he refuses to kind of go in the huddle. I don't, I don't agree with that. But you know, he's going to be a mess as well because he's a target man. He's a big, he's a big um, guy to kind of aim for when, mm-hmm. when he's playing up there. Gary, for your own team for Celtic, I don't know if you heard Stylian Petrov in the first hour, and Mark was asking him what about Aston Villa? A reported seven million pounds interest in David Turnbull. What would you say? Um. No, nah, I don't see it. Um, no, no, the now anyway. I think he's he's pretty settled at Celtic. I don't see him moving, and certainly not for seven million. Um, you know, I, I can see him at Celtic for a couple of years before he, he maybe decide to move on. Um, but it's just about it's 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 about you know English clubs starting to sit up and take notice of Scottish talent. Yep, and someone will come for Rangers players too over the summer, Barry. Probably. Yeah, but in terms of David Turnbull, we'd mentioned that I think best for. Um, his career mm-hmm. if he stays another season or two and gets a, a number of games under his belt there's no doubt as I said that I think he's got real qualities and I, I know the the transfer fee banded about £7 million. It's, it's too cheap for players mm-hmm. <laughs> £7 million but what, what I do think is Celtic might need to get him tied up yeah. in a new contract mm-hmm. I know he just came and signed a four year contract mm-hmm. last summer um, but that's something to cover Um a player with huge potential who I think could go down to the Premier League and play all day final point on him Mark he got hooked a few times and he didn't, he didn't look too happy and that's great you don't want to look happy but it's a part of him might say wait a minute was I really wanted 
was I given enough game time in, in the early months of this season at Celtic yeah, yeah. He, he clearly looked um, frustrated and whatever John Kennedy's reasons were for Taking him off, um, certainly once or twice it was a surprise. I think one of the games at Tannadice it was a surprise yeah. to, to take him off. But he will be looking at once the, the the Euros are over and done with. That will be his focus for the next four or five weeks. But after that, you know he's got a new manager to go and press. Uh, Paul will be the same like Steve Clark just said. They announced his squad. It's a clean slate for everyone, and it could well be that you know if it's Eddie Howe or however it's going to be that they're maybe only going to have seven or eight senior players to work mm. with from the start so David Turnbull's going to have to be at the core of that so I think there's next to no chance that David Turnbull will be sold this, this summer now unless you can't stop clubs from Aston Villa no. being interested in him that's only natural but at the moment considering who's if you like first in the queue to get out ahead of him mm. guys with only a year left to go David Turnbull will be around and then Stilling said and as Barry said a couple of years down the line yeah. look at it but the now just get your help Celtic be successful grow your own reputation improve as a player um, and then take it from there you know what, know what I like about David Turnbull obviously um, the first time round the, the, the deal collapsed but obviously the problem with his knee and he's went away and had to do a long a long long rehab and there was a serious issue there uh, so that shows you first and foremost he's got a good mentality David Turnbull to come back for that and get back playing and, and get his big move because that must have been a major disappointment at the time when you don't even know that Crush you've got him. a problem yeah. until scans mm-hmm. happen and Celtic let him know listen mm-hmm. there is a serious issue in there but fair play to the boy because uh, it's easy to go and feel sorry for yourself but he's mm-hmm. went away get the operation worked really hard got his big move and let's be honest with you it's been a tough season for Celtic but he is one who has stood out Mark, we're seeing that uh, Nuno Espirito Santo is leaving yeah. Wolves. That's breaking news. So another managerial vacancy. Can I mention the word? How? <laughs> <laughs> the name? How? Because Gary, surely, you know, surely he wouldn't want Eddie Howe is coming. Is he not? Yeah, it seems... I, I, is he, yeah. I, th- I think, yeah. I think it's, um, sure. it, it must be, I've got Ian, Ian Castle back of um, uh, yeah. Nuno's uh, back squad, uh, backroom staff down at, um, down at Wolves. Uh, Paul, I can only imagine that yeah, there's some kind of contractual situation where, yeah. bearing in mind that Eddie Howe and Bournemouth parted company in August of last year, I think, um, that there might be that something like Eddie Howe's, even though he's not the manager and he's been yeah. away, there'll be something in his contract, we know how clever these agents are, yeah. where that if Bournemouth goes straight back up, Eddie Howe's on a bonus. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case, and contractually, they need to wait until Bournemouth season comes to an end, whether that's uh, this weekend in the playoffs or in the playoff final, or they go all the way and get promoted. So it could be he's appointed in the next three or four days or it might be that we're, that, that, that we're waiting another ten days or so for an appointment mm. Gary? Yeah well I mean just, just to touch on Mark's point there I, I, I run a Celtic podcast on, on Spotify we've been talking about Eddie Howe for God knows how long now but Three, um, three but years I, I, yeah. <laughs> Seems yeah, like, yeah it feels like that yeah. but I, I can I can say that I can honestly say that it is to do with you know I think he's on a massive bonus if Bournemouth yeah. make it back up there, there is going to be a bonus for Eddie Howe if he makes it if Bournemouth rather make it back up um, also I think he's just waiting and assembling his backroom team I think there's a few of them that's on reportedly £4,000 a week to now um, and if they make it in its Premier League it's going to go eight grand a week so it's then, it then comes down to money and trying to kind of get the guys that he wants but it's unthinkable but I, think, I think it will be done he's coming. sooner yeah, rather than later he's coming. Yeah. and final point who do you think you watch uh, all the teams who's going to win the cup tomorrow is it St Johnson or Hibs 
Do you know what? Honestly, mm. I, I've been thinking about it all week, and I really, really can't call it. Um, mm. That is hard. It's great. Yeah. To, it's great. Mm. It's great to see St. Johnson doing so well, especially you know Calum Davidson's stock no doubt be rising, mm. and he's his first season's managing. I think St. Johnson will have just too much. I think St. Johnson 2-1 Maybe just, Which podcast um, Which one's yours Podcast wise It's a Celtic FC Appreciation show We've just started it Last okay. month But we managed to get On Spotify Apple Music um, What I was going to Just say um, Before I went Was um, just to ask Barry about um, Lewis Ferguson I know obviously There's there's a couple of There's a couple of Bids been thrown out I think from Aberdeen yep. I think one and a half million Was the last bid And Aberdeen obviously Rejected his transfer But do you think It's a case of Aberdeen playing hardball with Watford and getting more money or do you think it's a case of Lewis would rather go to or would rather stay in, in Scotland for the now wait, wait, one of the big two uh, well I, I, I don't see it as Aberdeen playing hardball because he's got three years left in his contract so they'll want um, a certain amount of money for him my honest opinion for Lewis for his career I think he needs to go now whether that's yeah. to a Rangers or Celtic or whether that's down to down to England, I think for uh, Lewis's development, I think he needs to leave Aberdeen now, and I, I think it will happen. Is it the right thing to do what he done by putting a transfer request in? I'm not too sure, because um, listen, Aberdeen are in control of the situation, as I mentioned there. He's not going into the final twelve month of his contract. He's got three years, which is a long, long time. So I don't know what's going to happen, but. My honest opinion for Lewis's career and development, I think he needs to go. Gary, yeah, I'd, love, yep. I'd love to see him at Celtic. Yeah, we've mentioned yeah, it a well, few I don't times. Know if I could say the same thing, right? Mm. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm only kidding. Listen, what I will say is, I just want the best for Lewis. I just want him to, yeah. to do the best for his career. And whether it's at Rangers, whether it's at Celtic, or whether it's at Watford or some yep. other club, I'm not really bored. I just want him to have a good career. Gary, final point sell it to his uncle. Tell him his uncle, why should he go to your club? Um, basically, just, you know, it's Eddie Howe factor. I think I think he could, especially playing alongside um, David Turnbull and Callum McGregor next year, I, th- I think he could really thrive in that team. I think Eddie Howe could, could really bring him on. No no, you know, no harm to, uh, no offence to Derek McInnes, who I think has done wonders with him. Um, but I think, definitely, I think, you know, Celtic... Obviously, I'm being biased, but Celtic would be Rangers would be a massive move as well. There's no doubt about it. But um, I, I do think he needs to move uh, move on and just take that step up, and then you know Scotland will come calling and so on and so forth, kind of thing. Okay, if there's any chat round the family table at the weekend, if we're allowed to, I'm not quite sure. But uh, <laughs> South Lanarkshire, you yeah, should be all okay. Right yeah. All right. Listen. Good call. Thanks very much, Gary. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Thank Got you. It. Cheers. The Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited, specialising in ground source and air source heat pumps. Let's go. Go, 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 go. go Radio and Macklin Motors Nissan are giving someone in Glasgow and the West the chance to win a brand new car. Go Radio. We love Glasgow. Let's go. Susan Kalman, David Tennant, Fred Sirix. Jade Thurlow and Julian Clary. Zero out of five. If you can identify the superstars, the car could be yours. Register to play at thisisgo.co.uk then listen to Crofty and Grado at 8.10 tomorrow on Go Radio Breakfast with Macklin Motors Nissan. Book your appointment to discover the new cash guy.
The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Go Radio Football Show. The weekend starts here. Barry Ferguson, Mark Guidi, Paul Cooney kicking you off five till seven. It's the Scottish Cup final weekend. Mark, we're looking forward to it. Barry as well. He's brought, I think you get some of your medals in here. You didn't bring all five, but... Uh, How's the roads looking yeah. for tomorrow, Paul? What's that? The, the old eye, Paul Lyon, this guy, Curry. <laughs> What's this for tomorrow? You said, how's the roads looking for oh, tomorrow? Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. The eye in the sky. <laughs> the eye in the sky. That's for the over 40s. Yeah, the eye in the sky. I've got, yeah, the eye in the sky. Right, so, no, everything is fine there. Thank you, gentlemen. Right, let's preview the cup final tomorrow. Here is Callum Davidson talking about the big day. They've had problems with COVID in the last two weeks. What's the news? Uh, Health Bulletin, uh, still waiting and see, uh, unfortunately. So I think I'll probably know more tomorrow who's going to be available, who's not going to be available. So the, the latest round of tests came back negative, which was good. But again, obviously, players have, you know, I think since the last Hibs game, I think we've probably only done one or two proper training sessions with a group of players. So, you know, it's a, it's a real difficult one. It's, it's a hard situation. But, you know, what I know is that the lads are they're raring to go. You know, it's going to be a difficult uh, team selection uh, for me on Saturday. And uh, is there pressure on him? We obviously know it's a, a big game and a huge game. Uh, we've got nothing to lose, really, you know, because probably nobody really expects us to win. You know, we've already won a cup, we finished fifth. So, we've probably achieved the highest possible. Goal we could do this season if we had a cup to that, that'll just be extraordinary. I said to the lads, it's great pressure. You know, I've been at the bottom of the league in my playing career and fighting for relegation. That's horrible pressure. You know, that's pressure you don't like. With uh, the pressure playing for cups and winning leagues, that, that's the pressure. It's enjoyable, you know, and, and you love to be involved in that. So I think it's a, it's slightly different uh, going to this game. Match kicks off at an empty Hamden tomorrow at two, but the main games have kicked off already, Barry. Yeah, I yeah they have. Playing, yeah. But, um, it's, a, it's been a difficult situation for mm. Callum and, and St Johnson over the last um, few weeks. Good to hear him say that the latest rounds of tests all come back negative, so hopefully he'll have his um, full squad to go and pick from. Um, and as I said, Paul, I can only um, wish them all the best because I'll be honest with you, I've been so impressed by St Johnson. I said it a couple of weeks ago. The first couple of months I was worried. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure Callum was as well, but there's obviously been a lot of hard work went on and uh, since the turn of the year, to go and finish in fifth place, to go and win the League Cup and to be in a Scottish Cup final, on the budget that Callum's got up there, it's just a, he's just done a fantastic job and they've got every opportunity um, to go and win it because if you look at the squad, he's got good players, yeah. good experience and as I said, he's got good young players as well. Um, and players who want to play for them which is the most important thing they look, it looks to me if it's a happy group it's a group that's that uh, are in it together that enjoy obviously playing for St Johnson so I'm glad to see it's an ex-teammate as mine as well uh, in the Scotland national team yep. and I always want to see guys who take jobs do well and certainly Callum's not just done well at St Johnson he's done unbelievably well Mark, it's so different this week, but there's been the media conference and, you know, you were there. Um, what do you think? How is he handling it? It just sounded to me sort of great psychology there. You know, the pressure's not really on it. We're not expecting to win. Everyone I speak to, loads of people, I'm, I'm hearing it 50-50. How did it seem at the camp? Yeah, I mean, I think that um, obviously with St. Johnson, five times I've met each other this season. St. Johnson won three, Hibs won one, and there's been one draw um, the last time they played at Easter Road three weeks ago. One nil, and I think that's when the kind of COVID problem started for St. Johnson. So he said that's three weeks tomorrow, and there maybe two, three maximum proper training sessions. So um, I can understand why Callum's saying that he's been missing a number of players on and off over the past uh, couple of weeks due to, to for obvious reasons. 
the thing that's impressed me most about Callum Davis and Barry's right first half of the season I think St John's were bottom of the table mm-hmm. in October I've climbed to fifth but if you look at the squad inherited and some of the players he's probably built a squad Paul he's probably built a squad now in a, in a value of nine, ten million pounds you know you look at Jason Kerr Liam Gordon Jamie McCart Ali McCann Chris Kane, the striker as well, who scored in the semi and scored at Ibrox against Rangers. He's built footballers with a transfer value, which is great for a football club. And it shows how many staff Barry knows him. Stephen McLean and knows Alec Cleland as well. How hard that they work with their guys day in, day out. They're conscientious coaches. And then you've got the experience of David Watherspoon, Liam Craig, Craig Bryson, Craig Conway, Murray Davidson. So there's a good blend there. But I can understand, I think the bookies have got Hibs slight favourites because you look at Hibs' squad yep. you know, and the budget that Hibs have got you know, that, that's why Hibs are, are favourites. But if you're going to beat St Johnston, you have to be right on it. Mm-hmm. Let's hear from Jack Ross then. Let's look at Hibs. And he was asked about the incentive of Europe, but no, he's thinking just about tomorrow. To be perfectly honest, the, the, the European incentives are inconsequential at the moment. It's about winning the Scottish Cup. It's an ambition that will be long held by my players and my staff. Some of the players will be fortunate enough to do it before, but when you are lucky enough to do and be involved in this game professionally, within Scotland, it is a, a major carrot. And so the extra incentives or bonuses, if you like, are for other people to discuss. But for us at the moment, it's winning the Cup. If there was no European qualification on the back of that, we would still be determined to do so. Well, the Hibs fans loved it, what, five years ago when they won it, Barry, but no fans tomorrow. He was asked about the lack of spectators. Well, I think all season we've had a big driver to bring success to the club for them because their abs has never not been easy to take. There's been a lot of good days we would love to share with them this year and I appreciate that Saturday will be different in the sense of not being within the stadium, but as I said, the, the, the huge incentive for us is to give them something to cheer at home or wherever they watch the game and, and hopefully if we are successful, there'll come a time in, in the near future where we can celebrate that properly, but first and foremost is about winning the game for them at the weekend. You know a team's doing something right, you know, when you see Doig, Young Player of the Year, £4 million apparently Watford prepared to pay for him Nisbet we know about the offers so come back in for him uh, right throughout the team Martin Boyle I know you love Ali McCann we've talked about from St Johnson as outstanding really looking forward to this what about the team the, the Hibs team who would you look to tomorrow to be the winners for them um, two players for me Martin Boyle and Kevin Nisbet, Nisbet up front yep, yep. They, they're the match winners um, for me they're the, they're the standout players mm. for Hibs and I believe if St Johnson can keep both of them quiet St Johnson have a real opportunity to win the game um, and I agree with what Mark says see when you play against St Johnson you need to be at the top of your game because they're a well drilled unit they're well set up they're hard to break down St Johnson especially with a goalkeeper in that back three who have been let's be honest with you a lot of, I've spoken about Ali McCann I've spoken about Liam Craig but see the four guys that I just mentioned there they've been key to St Johnson's success for me this season um, and they need to be on their game uh, tomorrow because obviously Martin Boyle and Kevin Nisbet are a real threat going forward um, so I'm really looking forward to it you mentioned the, the players there that I think are real good players on show I think it's two teams that are going to go for it and go for the win it's a one-off game why not go for it so I'm really looking forward to mm. it I think it'll be a a real good game and I think there'll be a few goals involved and it'll be very very close could it be extra time you think tomorrow real possibility yeah. real possibility um, as Mark just mentioned there I think they played five times St Johnson have got the upper hand just now um, but for me the pressure's slightly on Hibs yeah. the just bigger club bigger club yep the bigger budget 
I know St Johnson have finished fifth. I know St Johnson have won the League Cup, but for mm. me, still the pressure is on Hibs. And I know uh, listening to Jack Ross there doing the interviews, try to take that away for his mm. players. Naturally, that's what a manager will do. But the pressure is on Hibs to win tomorrow. Ryan Porteous, another player who's been, you know, in the headlines. He was wanted down south uh, in December, January time. Hibs have got loads of good names there, and yeah. for Jack Ross. You know, he came close, he had good success at Alloa, St Mirren, yeah. Sunderland. It didn't quite happen for him, but you know, how often do we see them going to playoffs oh, and they yeah. miss out? And I see yeah. again, they're, yeah. they're, you know, they're two down in the playoff uh, this weekend. What do you think for Jack Ross? How defining is this weekend for him? Oh, it's massive, you know, to go and get a major um, trophy. You know, he's first of his, of his career. Um, you know, having Callum Davidson, I think, you know, similar age. Um, Callum's got one in the bag but for Jack you can see that and I agree with Barry I think the pressure there's more pressure on Hibs to go and do it but you know Jack's a, also a conscientious coach good backroom staff um, he's, he's carved out already a very good name for himself and then you need to go and back that up and he's backed it up in the league this season by finishing third holding off Aberdeen now the ice in the cake is to go uh, and, win, and win a cup and um, he'll feel confident that they can do it tomorrow, he'll, he'll trust his players, but um, there's always that, there'll be that wee niggle on everybody, every player and every manager that's involved tomorrow as they go to bed and Barrow, they'll have that wee niggle, yeah, dream about winning it, but just, ooh, how disappointed are we going to be if we don't, you know, if I'm not right on my game, if I'm, if I'm off, Barry's talking about his UEFA Cup final performance, Stilling was talking about mm. his UEFA Cup final performance, that's what players will dread, that's what managers will dread, if I'm going to win the Cup tomorrow, Callum Davis will be saying, I need eight or nine of my boys to be on it and Jack Ross will be saying the same and and they need that for whoever's going to win tomorrow they'll need eight or nine of their players at least an eight out of ten yeah but that, that UEFA Cup final was um, 13 years ago and sometimes when there is Cup finals I think back and I think it's a regret of mine with the performance so that'll be in the back of the players minds tonight um, they, they'll want to go out and put a show and there's no doubt about it um, they'll put pressure on on themselves uh, so I, I'm, as I said that I'm looking forward to it it's two good teams two teams that let's be honest we deserve to be in the Scottish Cup final so whoever performs at their, their, their best tomorrow will win the game but I think it's going to be a real tight mm -hmm. tight game with, a, with one goal in it I'm going to ask you a prediction. I was just about to yep. say there before no seven. Not, ju not just yet, Barry. Uh, no fans. We heard Jack Ross speak about it. Here's Callum Davidson speaking about that. Yeah, I think probably lads who won it in 2014. They, they know what it was like after. So I think they've passed the message on to other players, and I think the players know as well. Obviously disappointed we couldn't get the fans in the door to watch the game. I think we've all watched the games down south with supporters in the game, and it, it makes a well, when I'm watching it, I really enjoying it with the atmosphere and stuff. You know, disappointing that, and I think the players know. You know, they've got that self-drive. You know, that's what's so good about the group. Uh, they have that sort of self-determination to, to go and achieve something. So, yeah, they'll see that. They're all on social media. Uh, they can tell me what it's like. Mark, speaking to the clubs this week, um, they must be sore, the fact there's no fans in. We thought this time last week there was going to be two or 3,000. Then it was 600, which was yeah. pretty derisory. Yeah. And now it's, it's, it's nil. Nothing. And we've nearly 1,000 in the Crucible. We've got 10,000 at Rugby League this weekend in England. 20,000 at the FA Cup final. I still don't understand it. No, I, I can't get my head around it. Either Paul was well, less than 24 hours away from Hamden Park tomorrow. As I said, the showpiece game of the season. Yes, it's in Glasgow. Yes, it's still in level three. But it, would it have been a major problem to have 2,000 people inside the stadium tomorrow? With the greatest respect, the 250 people at Kelty Hearts earlier in the week for Barry's playoff game against Brecon with people at Dens Park support. And then brilliant, absolutely brilliant. But it's 
it's just not right for me that, that, that we can't have supporters in the, the, the stadium tomorrow it's a showpiece game and uh, could we have had six, eight, the 600 was a good wee buzz about mm. you can get 600 of course we could have would, would anybody have yeah. complained really would I know, and I know there's all the health issues and I get it mm. I get it but really 600 people being at Hamden Park tomorrow when you can when there'll be 600 people in Glasgow City Centre sitting in various restaurants mm. There'll be 600 people in Brown Asda and Morrison's and Tesco <laughs> yeah. tomorrow all over the city. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. this is outdoors. Mm. Come on. I'm baffled. Yep. And I'm disappointed that uh, it's not come out that maybe they would have lo- uh, sorry, let close family members, mm-hmm. their partners, their kids, mum and dads, to go and enjoy which is going to be a fantastic day and a, a brilliant day for whoever wins it. And when you pick that trophy up, I know there's no fans, but even just to look up and see mm-hmm. your close family um, it's disappointing look I, I respect that it's a, a serious virus um, and it's caused mayhem in the world but mm. surely we could have got some and if they weren't going to let the, the most important people the fans go surely they were going to let close family members go hard to believe I thought that might happen in the last few days even yeah, the, I thought the, that myself, the families Paul, yeah. I really did think um, they would have done something in the last mm. couple of days so mm. a bit disappointed that I've no, I've no seen that happen Okay, we're into the final straight. We want to find out what you think is going to happen at the cup final. That and a bit more in Scotland coming next. The Go Radio Football Show, talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Radio Football Show, cup final weekend. Barry's got uh, some of the medals here. Five winners' medals. Did you ever lose a cup final, Barry? No, not a Scottish Cup final. No, sure, that's so, what I meant. The Scottish Cup final. Very what, lucky. Um, what was your favourite one? Or give us one that we've yeah, not spoken you know, about. I know the two thousand and two yeah, was it. Give us another one. Yeah. Um, see, bonus for you, all of them. That mm. it's um, proud moments to be involved in the as a young what kid. Was it, sorry, what was the biggest relief? The two thousand and eight one. Yeah, against Dundee. Mm-hmm. Yes, one hundred percent. We were poor. We celebrated far too much um, after the the, the league one. Um, we went two or three days over what we probably should have, um, and thankfully, big ammo. Um, only celebrated the night after winning the league, so he was the only fresh one, and he actually got the goal. Was he? Yeah. He won it. Yep. Stayed off. So, the... Yeah, he was only on the Baileys. <laughs> <laughs> he was on the Baileys with eight bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yep, big Lorenzo. But, look, yeah. everyone, as a young kid, when you watch it sitting yeah. in the living room when you're with your old man, mm. um, it's something you always want to be involved in, and to be involved in five and and win the fives, uh, it's brilliant. It's going to be very different tomorrow for both teams coming to Hampton. What's the day like? How does it start? How do the players get together? Here's Callum Davidson. I've left it. Some will meet up at McDermott. Uh, some will meet up somewhere else. I think I've left it open. Uh, obviously, with having the, the virus in the in the building, I think it's really important that everybody's what they think really than what I think. Uh, so the players, it's up to them what in their minds. If they're safe going the bus, they want to win the bus. Is the last game of the season. I think we're clear of, of the of the virus, but you never know. Uh, so again, I leave it up to them and their safety. Barry, what was it like in the the coach and the, the parks coach coming in to Hamden then and the crowds out in Mount Florida? Yeah, that that's something that um, I feel sorry for the players mm. um, not experiencing that when you're coming in on the bus at half past one and, and your fans are are cheering you in when you go underground um, into Hamden. So. No, the special occasions, that, that's what I 
I've always said um, leading up to the games, driving up, the the fans were were brilliant. The the place was electric. Um, that's one thing that I I do feel sorry for both sets of players. But as what it is, they're still in a Scottish Cup final. I've got to remember that. And as I said, it's a, a brilliant occasion to be involved in. And it's one game that I'll be honest with you. I, I think it's going to be a cracker, Paul. I really do. I, I'm looking forward to watching the game. Um, we'll be watching it before we. We head off as well, so can't wait for it. Let's hear from Jack Ross about the final. Well, I think they're difficult opponents. I think that's obvious to say in terms of um, the record against us this season um, and also what they've achieved as a team. Probably they've had success, um, but we've caused them problems at times within the games and um, we've had a terrific season as well to finish where we have been in the league and to keep going deep into cup competitions means we are a good squad full of good players. So we've um, we've enjoyed the week's preparations. We've still got a bit to go, obviously, to finish them off, but thus far they've went really well. Could be a big day, a big Hibs fan is Josh Taylor. The boxer, of course, and he's in action tomorrow. Uh, like welterweight champion. Could be some night for him, couldn't it, if they if they do that double? Yeah, fighting in the Las Vegas, yeah. massive fight. He's a great publicity, great backing from the whole um, country. And um, yeah, he'll be keeping a keen eye on the Hibs game. That's his team and um, it could turn out to be quite a day for him. I fancy him to win his fight tomorrow night, Paul. I think he's, yep. he's going to do it. And um, uh, it'll be a credit to Scotland. Andy Murray, the proclaimers. I'm thinking of the celebrity fans of Hibs and Judy as well, who joined us earlier in the season. Judy, a a big friend of Callum Davidson's, who's his his, his tennis coach and stuff like that, so very, very close to the... the, uh, the, uh, the Murray family she's brilliant she does so much work here in Glasgow as well with kids yeah. in the East End she was and Mary Hill in the North as well love it with Judy she is fantastic what she gives back Saint Celebrity fans is it Stuart from the, Off the Ball I'm trying Stuart to think who else the, is there Off the uh, Ball is there anyone else uh, there's um, uh, the Joe, Sky. Joe from Sky yep. oh right Joe yeah. from Sky Sports yeah. um, and um Colin McCready from Taggart. Oh, of course that's right the Taggart as yeah. yeah. was yeah Colin McCready from yeah. Taggart do you remember Colin Saints fan <laughs> Love Taggart. Uh, oh, it was, yeah. Remember, remember, yeah. remember they used to be filming it and all that when they used to work up at STV and oh, things. Matt McManus going to be back. Yeah. Oh, they so, still get when you uh, no UK go, but one of the channels get away. I love watching away back like 30, yeah. 30, 35 yeah. years ago. <laughs> I remember I met one of these actors, you know, in the West End, and I said, How many times were you, were you in Taggart? I was never in it. It's disgusting. It's shocking. <laughs> <laughs> he never spoke to me again. I d- I thought I knew his face. I said, I know you in Tiger. And apparently that was the one thing you could never say to him because he, he was in everything else. But not Tiger. I was never in it. <laughs> right, so for the cup final. And I've noticed they're not calling it the family cup final or the friendly. All that kind of stuff. It's a wee bit patronising. Yeah. Um, although we had some cup final 30 years ago this week and it was Motherwell Dundee United. Yeah. Remember? And the, I watched that. Yeah, that was I watched that. Last, yep. 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 I think it was last week I watched that. Mm-hmm. Yep. So the McLean brothers. So who is going to win tomorrow? I hear both of you saying it's going to be really, really tight. Barry, what do you reckon? Whose name? Which ribbons are going on? Is it the blue and white of St. Johnson, the light blue, or the green and white of Hibs? I think it's going to be very close, but I think Hibs are just going to edge it. Right. Yep. I think Martin Boyle and Kevin Nisbet will be the the difference. You can see them running at the I would love to see Callum Davison. I would, I'll be honest with you, but I'm giving my honest opinion. I, I just think it will be one step too far. Mark, what do you reckon? A... St. Johnson 2-1, possibly extra time. Okay, yeah. And scorers? Or who, whose name? Who can you see there? Is it going to be Chris Kane, do you think? Yeah, Chris Kane's had a great yeah. run in, in, the, in the Scottish Cup. I agree with Barry. You know, Kevin Nisbet will be buzzing just announcing the Scotland yeah. uh, squad. 
Martin Boyle potentially his last game I mean if there's a £500,000 buyout in Martin Boyle's contract what a bargain mm. that is I mean that is and a, that's love a that proper pitch, bargain yeah. massive pitch wide open yep. yeah. they'll need to be very careful mm-hmm. in Martin Boyle because his pace is, is just frightening um, but I actually think Martin Boyle's improved as a, an actual mm. footballer mm. over the last two or three seasons mm-hmm. yeah his decision making's a lot better isn't it yep yeah. My nephew Thomas is a big Hibs fan. He'll be watching from San Francisco. He, w- oh. he works uh, there in one of the tech companies, oh. and uh, like he's so been excited. Overpool? I have, yeah. Oh, Alcatraz, my oh. favourite ever excursion. Uh, brilliant yeah. Alcatraz. Did you get back out? <laughs> 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 yeah, it's, it's a brilliant city, oh, and I love city. that. You know, the, the everyone overall, over the world, there's fans everywhere yeah. of St Johnson and uh, Hibs. It is a pity, Barry. We did say a couple of weekends ago at the semi-final. Can you imagine? Stephen Gerrard must be kicking himself, saying, "Why are we not in the semi?" final why are we not in the final um, and, and Celtic uh, you know they could have rescued something from this season but they didn't we're maybe over that now for both of them aren't we but a couple of weeks ago you were thinking no, I, I still think with, with the game being on tomorrow I'm sure that a guy like Stephen Gerrard mm. will be watching it I'm sure some of the players will be watching it and there'll be a lot of regret mm-hmm. um, but again don't take anything away for St Johnson on the night um, I, I thought St Johnson um, were really good Rangers weren't at it but yep. a lot of people say oh Rangers were off it and, and blah 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 but you've got to people tend to forget you've got to give the team credit who who went through in the end of the night and, and that was St Johnson Is of there course a, there's an on-loan Rangers player Glenn Middleton yeah, of course yep. who involved in a belter um, yep. against um, St Mirren and the, he looked really good when he came on yeah. really lively set up the goal mm-hmm. uh, for Chris Kane right. as well yep. great free kick um, he's one that needs to really kick on he needs mm-hmm. to find so I don't think it's going to work out at Rangers for him Glenn Middleton so a club like St Johnson under a manager like Callum I think it could be a, a good match that and will Callum Davidson get more budget for next year to try and keep the players uh, yep. I'm telling you see if Callum can keep the squad mm-hmm. and add two or three quality players to that or even just a couple I think they could go for third place can they keep Ali McCann well it come down to money yeah. It will come down Lutz and Johnson are a, a, a selling club if somebody comes in with a decent offer because I, I do think one or two offers will come in for Ali McCann Yeah, I think if Ali McCann and Jason Kerr yeah. are, are the mm-hmm. two that, that, that there will be offers for I'm pretty sure in the summer and possibly Liam Gordon and, and Jamie McCapp um, as well but uh, aye, there, there's, there's, there's a basis there and it's an interesting thing that, that, that Barry says the club for me next season obviously the, the race for the title and Rangers and Celtic what happens at both clubs but Aberdeen's going to be a really interesting club mm. next season, Paul. To see what happens there. The new manager, mm. Scott Brown, um, get up there. Jet, the, the, well. the Jet yep. um, is away there too. Declan Gallagher. Yep. So they've already made a couple of really impressive signings, and it'll be interesting to see how it develops. But you know, I've got, I've, I have to be honest, I've got a concern for Aberdeen how it's all going to work out next season. Why? Too much change at the same time. Yeah, it's just something, just something bubbling um, there that I'm just not sure about you know Stephen Glass you know young manager getting in a lot to prove the expectation levels you know it's big you know look what Derek McKinnon's achieved but he still you know was was getting questioned by the Aberdeen um, supporters the situation with Lewis Ferguson just now so there's a lot to go and, and handle um, and address and I'm not saying they're not going to do well but it's a one I think it's a club to really keep an eye on to see how things uh, unfold the first half of the season Yep I think they might look back and 
maybe listen Derek might have wanted to move on in the summer mm. we, we, we don't yeah. know but I think Aberdeen could look back and maybe regret that decision you don't know what you've got until it's gone but yep and let's be honest with you the, the job that Derek done up there mm. bear in mind he went to Aberdeen and they were struggling fighting off relegation they finished the second yep. bottom and, right. and, yep. and so on and so on but again he's went up there and every single year mm. Paul Derek McInnes had to rebuild his squad he always lost his best players and then you look back in this season McKenna goes away Cosgrove um, Scott Wright away in January um, who was the one that got injured Edges Edges got injured that's four four massive players would he be kicking himself that for example the League Cup this year and Celtic were out early and, and Aberdeen went out too early as well you know they could have had a chance there um, yeah, I'm sure Derek would look back and I think and one probably, more cup yep. during that period. Yep, I, I yep. think if if you ask Derek, he's a, he's an honest guy. He knows a game, a game yep. inside out. He would have probably said mm. that maybe I, I could have got another cup or two yep. um, under his belt. But I, I just think the job he'd done up there under the circumstances every single season, I thought he'd, he'd done a brilliant job. Someone on the socials here. There's many coming in. Jamie from Kilmarnock saying, "What's happening?" Um, he's watching it the other night, Kilmarnock losing 2-1 to Dundee. What's going to happen on Monday? We'll talk about it in the show. But Mark, what do you reckon? Was a, a, a bit surprised that they lost 2-1 at Dens Park? Uh, yeah, I, I was surprised just um, that, that just how much Kilmarnock weren't on it. And I think, you know, on, on reflection, 2-1's been no bad for them when you look at 90 minutes. But again, it just emphasises, you know, the influence of Charlie Adam. You know, what a signing he's been for Dundee. I know obviously it was a pool, it's his, it's his home city, and one day he always wanted to play for the club, but for James McPake and the board there to go um, and get him, um, and for him to produce, because it just, by his playment, just shows how hungry Charlie was, and he back up the road, you know, just for a for a holiday. He was going there to be a proper player and really help the club achieve something this season, and he's 90 minutes away from doing so. Well, let's be honest, I don't think Kilmarnock can play any worse. Mm. Um, and I think they would have went away for their delighted with the result just been 2-1. Mm. I do. Yeah. 2-0 would have been too much maybe yeah listen it could have been more than that yeah. um, and it was quite lucky um, Kamarnock on the goal the, the left back strikes it and two guys are, have lunged in for it and it falls kindly his feet second chance he, he pops it away but as I said I don't think we'll see Kamarnock playing any worse mm. look the pressure's on Kamarnock no doubt about it um, and the big players Burke was quiet mm-hmm. Kyle Lafferty was quiet they need to be on their game um, in Monday night and if they're on the game I, I do honestly believe that Kilmarnock can Should do enough. they've been up for so long and before we see you on Monday Barry you've got the big match uh, on Sunday afternoon against Brecon City How how's the team feeling about it how, how are you feeling having rested the players uh, after the other night 2-1 win you were yeah you... we're not going to change it we're going to win the game yep you're not going to no hold we're back. going with the same yep. mindset we've had all season I, sometimes I think when you go and you think you overthink too much mm. about the game we'll go we'll play our usual game we'll go attack them and we'll go and try and score more goals and breaking that's the mindset that we've had is it is a hedge still at Cleep Park still the hedge still the hedge that's so, where I made my debut for Albion Rovers at Cleep right? Park no. in the Skull Cup Fans there tomorrow, uh, Sunday as well. 250. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Yes. Great. Did that help the other night having the fans yeah, back? See, bonus yep. week, it was great. I, I'd seen so many faces I hadn't seen for 14 yep. months mm-hmm. and it was brilliant to see them. Um, some but in good voice. I did create a good atmosphere. They, they were, they were, they were um, backing the, the boys and there was a few strange shouts that you, mm. 
you kind of looking and thinking, but they're, they're the things that you miss. Was your um, father-in-law there? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Just getting back for Seville. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's great. 250, great. Do you know what? They created mm-hmm. a good atmosphere and I'm sure the 250 Breton fans will do the same on Sunday. Barry, we wish you all the very yep. best. Cheers. For Sunday, we'll be back together. What Monday night's been some week, hasn't it? With the Scotland squad announced and everyone buoyant and looking forward to it. The boogie bus will be um, at Hamden, the fans will be there, they'll be at Wembley and back for the match with Croatia. Thank you so much. Thanks, James, uh, for this week and to Rob and everyone who's been on. We're back on Monday at five. Coming up next, Stevie Lennon is live at seven. The Go Radio Football Show, talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. I'm joined now by Gary from OPC Energy. Gary, what a job you did out there today. Oh, it was it was unbelievable. You saw the customers' faces when that boiler went in. It was a really special moment. And what about the overall performance? Unreal. You, you could really feel the heat out there. I'm delighted with the result and we move on to the next one. Thanks, Gary. Come on! For more information on boiler upgrades, heat pumps and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. Get ahead of the game with OPC Energy.